1: Back here on the second guest show, Mike you along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby A. Bear, live from the Silver Slipper Casino, beachside in Hancock County, Mississippi. Got a great crowd here tonight. Now it's the time for our triple option. Charlie Long joins us now, and where each of us give our top takes on the top stories in sports, and is brought to you by Lambert Zaney, representing injured maritime workers for over 40 years. Uh, Charlie, you go first.
0: All right, guys. I'm going to kind of... Give a little bit of a ramble here and then present my thesis on this NFC playoff pitcher. So far, three spots are clinched with the 49ers, Eagles, and Cowboys all clinching spots. But if you're looking at the wild card race, guys, the Saints are on the outside looking in right now, but they're not far behind these some of these teams. I mean, the Rams, the Vikings, the Bucks, and the Saints are all seven and seven. But it's not like the AFC playoff pitcher where you have four teams in the wild card race that are eight and six, or and then you have the Browns that are nine and five. The NFC is a lot weaker. So if you're looking at specifically the Vikings, the Vikings schedule, they play the Lions twice and then the Packers once to close out the year. The Packers have a little bit of an easier schedule. They play the Panthers, the Bears, and the Vikings, but they're six and eight after that loss to Tampa Bay. The Falcons, you're looking at them. I mean, that loss to the Panthers almost sinks their entire chances at making the playoffs, much less winning the South. And then the Rams, you're looking at them, they close out the year against the 49ers. If I'm looking at the Saints specifically, guys. I think this matchup against the Rams is ginormous because even if they lose to Tampa Bay after that mini buy, like Bobby was talking about, they still have a legitimate shot to seal a potential card berth if they go two and one. Now, if you go 1 and 2 in these final three games, it's a different story. If you win out, we know you win the Souths and you get that home playoff game. But there's still a potential if you're looking at the current playoff pitcher with the Vikings, the Rams, the Saints, the Seahawks, and, and then a little bit further down, the Falcons and the Packers all battling it out for the back end of the wild card. That if the Saints go at least 2 and 1, I still think they make the playoffs.
2: Yes, yeah, so Charlie, that's great work that you did. I think, yeah, we all After think After about- we watch Nick Mullins, Jimmy, don't take offense. Man, Nick Mullins, the Vikings had that game won. They're but in no, trouble, guys. But, uh, it, it, but that's good for us. They blew a, uh, a double-digit
0: point lead in the fourth quarter. Oh, they lost in God. overtime to the Bengals. And now they have two games against a Detroit Lions well, well, squad well. that we all watched Twice just whoop they play the Broncos. The Lions. That, I, I think the Vikings are in trouble, guys.
2: Well, uh, Charlie, uh, that's why uh, uh, I don't like the Eagles, but I'm cheering for the Eagles tonight <laughs> over the Seahawks. You look at the Seahawks in their situation, but I agree with you, like two and one. That might not necessarily win the NFC South. Uh, now, if we run the table, yes. But uh, you know, uh, if you win the NFC South, you get to host a playoff game. But if we go two and one in the next three games, uh, it, it's not uh, out of uh, out of the realm of us. Ho- I mean, uh, being a wild card game and at least being in the postseason. Now, one and two, no, we have no chance. Yeah, no, you got zero. If we three and zero, uh, hell yeah, we are in the playoffs and we are hosting a game. If we two and one, I still think. We have a strong chance. That was uh, a great point you brought up, Charlotte. Bob, you next. Well, uh, I'm going to look at uh, my favorite tight end ever, uh, Jimmy Graham. Because I look at what he did over a three-year period, what he did with Drew Brees and what he was able to accomplish. It was truly magical. I mean, they were saying, who's the best tight end? I don't know. Gronkowski, Jimmy Graham, Jimmy Graham, Gronkowski. I mean, it was truly magical. It was unbelievable. Well, I think the Saints finally realized, well, damn, Jimmy Graham got to be in the uh, game plan. And we got to utilize him. Jimmy Graham has now had four touchdowns on six catches. So now think about the percentage. Okay, he has four touchdowns on six catches. You know, I like NFL history. The reason why I bring that up, the last time an NFL player... Hauled in at least four touchdowns on six or fewer catches in a season. You gotta go back to nineteen (laughs) eighty-four. The last time this happened was in nineteen eighty-four. I was still playing in the USFL before the NFL, but that's when it happened. Now the individuals, Ed West. Who in the hell is Ed West? I don't know. (laughs) But it was Ed West, caught four touchdowns and six overall receptions in nineteen eighty-four. The only other player to accomplish that feat since the NFL AFL merger in 1970 was a former Chicago Bears receiver Jim Seymour. So I look at, I mean, again, Jim Seymour, who's that? You got to Google it, I don't know. Uh, but the one thing I know is that Jimmy Graham, right now, there's no way, whether we play in the Rams, the Bucks, or the Falcons, to close out the season. Ain't nothing against looking, but it lit a little fire under Jawan Johnson. Jawan Johnson scored a 23-yard touchdown. Foster Morrow uh, cut a couple of balls. You look at our tight end position, we finally got production out of that group. Foster Morrow, five targets, three catches. Now I know it was only 13 yards. And then you look at uh, Jawan Johnson, uh, two, two uh, targets, two catches for 38 yards. He had that long gain of 23, which caught a touchdown. And then, obviously, Jimmy Graham, uh, two targets, two catches, and a touchdown. So, I think for the tight end room and what Jimmy Graham has done, again, it's a part of NFL history. you got to go to, uh, we're talking about the NFL-AFL merger. That's over half a century, 1970. Or you go back, as of recent, uh, you got to go back to 1984. And who in the hell is Ed West? But Ed West... Caught four touchdowns and six overall receptions. So, what I would think, if that Jimmy Graham has uh, seven overall receptions, he'll probably have five touchdowns. I mean, he might have a magical touchdown against the Rams, or whether it's Tampa Bay or Atlanta. And, and, and you know what? And, and you know what? Who has to know that more than any of the that Nation or any of us? Derek Carr knows that. Derek Carr knows that. Utilize them. So right now, Sneaky Pete and all that, when they're setting up a game plan, Jimmy Graham, Pete Carmichael, and Derek Carr and Jimmy Graham, he'll be part of the game plan and, and to end the season. I'm telling you. When you agree with that, Mike? I agree with you. Bob, yesterday, uh,
1: Buffalo with James Cook rushing the football 25 times for 179 yards, and he caught two passes for 42 yards. He was the difference. He was the straw that turned the drink yesterday. I mean, Josh Allen threw the ball 15 times, completed seven passes for 94 yards, and Buffalo crushed the Cowboys. But who's the offensive coordinator now for the Buffalo Bills? Joe Brady, the former LSU uh, wide receiver, pass receiver coach. With Coach, coach uh, the with with yep. Now here's the thing about Cook reminded me of something. 2019. James Cook is playing the role Clyde Edwards-Alaire did in 2019. Clyde rushed for over 1,400 yards, caught over 50 passes at LSU. The last two weeks now, with Brady calling the plays and running the show offensively, Instead of look, Kent Darcy. look now what James Cook has done. He's become his version of Clyde Edwards-Alaire out in Buffalo. Yeah, what he's doing in, in what, what he's doing. Because, man, Clyde was a big part of that. People don't kind of forget they remember Jamar and, and Jefferson and everything yeah, yeah joke. Yeah, yeah. But Clyde was a big part of that offense in uh, 2019 for LSU. James Cook has become that guy for Joe Brady and the Buffalo Bills. Takes a little bit of pressure off of Josh Allen. That's a wrap on Triple Option brought to you by Lambert Zaney. We don't agree. Representing like... injured maritime workers for over 40 years. Join yeah. us every day in the five o'clock hour for well, our top love. takes on sports. On the sports powerhouse WWE.
2: We don't don't even embrace the Bills Mafia. You know what we embrace? They whip the damn cowgirls (laughs) behind. I know that's what we embrace. That's what we embrace. Go Bills Mafia. Hell yeah. We'll be back with more (laughs) sports talk right after this break. The the damn cowgirls, they they can't handle how they got whooped.